Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. To the Batmobile. Atomic battery to power. Hello and welcome to the Dark Knight News Podcast. My name is Steve. I'm one of your hosts here today. And with me as always in, as always, a very non-confusing way, is my co-host Steve. How are you today, Steve? Greetings from London. From London. From the from the past. I'm speaking to you from the future. And somewhere in the middle is our very special guest for today, the editor of Dark Knight News, uh, Mr. Kevin Gunn. How are you today, Kevin? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, uh, to switch gears for a second, it this kind of reminds me of, have you all seen The Kingsman, the new Kingsman movie? I haven't as yet, no. Oh, it's pretty funny because they go to Kentucky, which is where I am, to see their uh, cousins, the statesmen, <laughs> to help solve a mystery and everything. So, you know. <laughs> the preview looked like a lot of fun. It, it's a good movie. It's a good uh, watch-at-home movie. I'll say that. So so it's a way for Netflix. Yeah. But I know this is about Batman and Dark Knight News, so I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> it is. Let's let people know what they're listening to today. Um, the Dark Knight News podcast is basically uh, a shoot-off of the very best Batman News website that you will find on the intraweb, which you will find at www.darknightnews.com. Com. You can go there every single day to find the latest and the very best news on Batman and Batman-related topics. Uh, DarkNightNews.com covers basically anything that is tangentially Batman, and it is updated daily on the intraweb. Um, Mr. Kevin Gunn, as we said, is the editor of said website, and uh, Steve J. Ray is one of the writers and a reviewer extraordinaire may be the best way to to refer to yourself, Steve. Very prolific. I've been called a lot worse, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And you will by the end of this podcast as well, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump straight into it. So, Mr. J. Ray, what is on your mind this month as far as Batman news goes? Right. um, There should be a post appearing hopefully today on the Dark Knight News site where a certain Mr. Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, the artist, writer respectively on Doomsday Clock tweeted a picture of a certain Rorschach um, in a certain Batcave. Now that's definitely going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons um, because the first thing he says is only a monster would keep trophies of this kind. Uh, With Doomsday Clock topping the charts last month and uh, my review getting some nice recognition from the creators, um, Doomsday Clock's definitely ticking away along the DC Universe. Kev, have you read... Doomsday Clock one yet? Oh my gosh! Oh. Uh, no, I have not, <laughs> and I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, it, all, all that means is we get to spoil it profusely for you right now. One of the things I did see Steve's tweet uh, regarding uh, Rorschach, so um, that does seem fascinating. I have to catch up on all my reading uh, in graphic novels because I'm going to school right now. I barely have time. I to- feel your pain. <laughs> to edit people's <laughs> people's stories, but yes. 
there's there's probably listeners out there who also haven't who haven't read it. So we'll we'll keep it reasonably reasonably spoiler free. Apart from the fact that I do recommend that people go to uh, www.darknightnews.com and actually have a look for Steve's review. The review is uh, an amazing read from someone who yeah. has been spending the past thirty odd years reading the original source material and everything that's come after. So Thank you, sir. it really, really is worth reading. It's a fantastic piece, as always, Mr. J. Ray. Now, I do read Steve's reviews, though, and, you know, they are very insightful. And I think Steve is very knowledgeable in, like you said, Steve, this is weird. Like you said. <laughs> My name's not even really Steve. We do this on purpose just to confuse people who come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works. <laughs> <laughs> So now, oh gosh. now Doomsday Clock. You mentioned you mentioned the numbers on Doomsday Clock. Yeah, number one uh, best-selling comic of November by a country mile. Uh, understandably so. I mean, it, it's obviously controversial. Uh, all the Alan Moore fans, myself included, were up in arms when it was first touted. But having read that first issue, I, I may have to admit to being converted. Oh, do you need me to edit that out? What part? The um, the part where you had to admit something. <laughs> Cheek. <laughs> As I like to say, I wasn't right is always the best way to put those those things. You don't have to admit you're wrong, but you can admit that you were not right. I wasn't 100% correct this time. Well, the thing I did notice, though, like you said, this this book smashed everyone else by a country mile. Um, yet even though this, this book, I think it beat out um, Marvel's top book this month, which was Captain America. Yeah. The real Captain America. Yeah, it was like a good 30,000 issues, I think, yeah. it, it managed to beat it by. Um, but DC still couldn't take the top spot overall this month. No? Marvel still have a larger share this month, even with Doomsday Clock 2. Are we talking December now? November, Doomsday Clock was the clear best-selling comic. Yeah, yeah, the, the comic was, but the companies, when you look at the market share, I think um, DC was around about... 32 and Marvel was still around about 36. Wow. So what else have, what else is on your mind Steve? What else do you want to throw out at us? We do have a um we do have a, a little movie called Justice League which has been out for a little while now. We're going to be Uncle Kevin that you have seen Justice League. We know you have. Yes, I have seen Justice League. Um and also I think I did a story about the artwork for the Steelbox is coming out soon. They already have it on Amazon. So so, which movies is that for? Is that for all of the current DCU? So that yeah, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Man of Steel, are they all getting that treatment? I think so. I think they're all getting steel box treatments, uh, and this is the latest one. The movie itself did not do too well in the box office, according to Hollywood standards. I'm I'm doing my air quotes. You can't see me um, <laughs> according to Hollywood standards, but uh, you know, I, I think it was an an enjoyable movie. And I would like to see Zack Snyder's vision of the movie. Absolutely. So. That's where Stephen will disagree with us both, I think. I, I, I didn't say a word. I did, I, did not, <laughs> I, did, I did not say anything. Fair enough. I, 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 I am on record as maybe being not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder. But you know what? I, I would be curious. <gasps> I would be curious to see that. I would be curious to see... What was the original vision? Because there, there are parts of this this movie which do show, like absolute moments of greatness. I'm on record as saying that that scene where um, Superman is battling the rest of the Justice League 
is one of the great single greatest comic book moments I've ever seen on screen. I agree, and I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm a I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I mean, I can take him or leave him, so to speak. I just want to see his vision of the movie as opposed as opposed to the you know the cut. As long with, as they take uh, the Russian family out, I'm on board with any of that. <laughs> Uh, that that artwork by Jim Lee, uh, Kevin and Steve, <laughs> on the Steelbooks. I don't know if you've seen all of them so far. It's it's gorgeous. It's vintage Lee. Really nice stuff. I have I just brought up the other uh, Dark Knight News website, and I'm having a look at this. Now, this article was actually written by you, Kevin. So if people want to check this out, they can head to Dark Knight News, and they can actually see the artwork. Um, on here, you've got a fantastic picture. The Justice League artwork. That is fantastic. And I think if you look really closely in the lower right-hand corner, you can see that Russian family in there. I'm just kidding. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's two two things for people to trigger me over. They can trigger me over Superman 4 and the Russian family from Justice League. Uh, Yes, that wonderful family, that masterpiece of a film. (laughs) If anyone mentions Superman breaking Zod's neck during this, this podcast, you've got the trifecta. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least he was upset about it Christopher Reeve looked perfectly perfectly happy about dropping him down on the bottom as well uh, so. no, no, but if you watch uh, you know I will go to bat for the Reeves any day of the week if you watch yes. the extended edition <laughs> you do see them being carted off by some Arctic police snowmobile squad yeah but that that's a director's cut and certain people don't like director's cuts oh how dare you use my own words against me? <laughs> I won one! Yes! Massive amount of egg on my face right now with that one. But we're still friends. Always, always. You know, even when you do make a fool of So, now one of the interesting things I've, I've seen on the website as far as goes is there's an opportunity if people go to uh, darknightnews.com and there's a link there which will which will take you to where you need to go there are tickets available for the world premiere of batman gotham by gaslight yes and it's going to be in washington dc and i i think it's i think it's the weekend of the martin luther king jr holiday which also is symbolic so yes all right. Obviously, so, I'll be buying that one. The graphic novel's a classic, isn't it? Oh, that is... Uh, I mean, when you're talking about Mike Magnola, as far as the artwork goes, yeah. you know, that... Gotham by Ga- Gaslight, the first Elseworlds ever written, ever published by DC. It, it didn't have the Elseworlds logo in that time. It literally did so well that it, it launched the whole, uh, the whole Elseworlds catalogue, didn't it? And the artist you, you mentioned, uh, Mike, he also is credited with Hellboy, I believe. Yes, he created Hellboy, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mike Magnola, one of one of the, the real um, underrated Batman artists, I think. Some of the stuff he's turned out, when you, you look at the list of, you know, when people do greatest artists, I think God. we've had a small chat about this before, Steve. There's some Batman artists who get all of the credit, and then there's some yeah. who, the, the influence they've had on the books over yep. the years is really underrated, and I think Mike Magnola is actually one of those, and I really hope I'm pronouncing his surname properly. I always thought it was Mignola, but there you go. It'll be interesting to see how close to the source material they actually stay. Have either of you guys checked out the the previews or any of the? I've only seen a small trailer in the art. Yeah, now, how's it looking? Uh, it looks impressive so far. Awesome. Well, that's definitely going to be uh, on the top of my Blu-ray list as soon as that one as soon as that one hits. Now, the weekend that this one is on is um, 
January the 12th, 2018. Yeah, one of the benefits of, of being the editor of, of Dark Knight News, DC Entertainment, love you, DC, uh, they send me, uh, <laughs> they send me uh, preview copies of the movies to review, so... So how do they give those to us, Kevin? Do they like digital copies or do they give you an actual hard copy to stick in a drive and play? They send an actual Blu-ray. And and what I'll do if, if I go ahead and purchase the movie because, you know, I'm a big kid. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and purchase the movie when it comes out on, on digital media. And then I'll give the uh, digital copy to one of my beautiful staff members. Unfortunately, since you both are not in the 50 United States, it doesn't work. I don't know why. So, Damn the fates that caused me to be born across the seas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> this is Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> The wrath of Kevin. Oh, oh well. I've already ripped the front of my shirt open and my fake pecs are showing right now. <laughs> what are you saying, Kevin? <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, mm-hmm. Steve, but Steve may remember this. <laughs> Rich Corinthian leather. Oh, the man with the legend. His naked gun turn as well with his samurai pen. Welcome to Fantasy well, Island. We're showing our age now, Kevin. This, this other Stevens are whippersnapper compared to us two. We are the elder but statesmen it, of Dark Knight News. The problem, the problem with Fantasy Island was they always used to pick the lamest fantasies. Every, every week it's a school teacher who wants to be a cowboy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, dear. Where were the costumes? Where were they? That's it. It's like Night You remember Night Rider, how had the brilliant beginning, and they spoke about, a, you know, the, the you're about to enter the shadowy world of a man who does not exist, and this car driving through the desert with the light switching on the front of it. And then every week they'd just stop cars from getting stolen from circuses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Quite all those devices, 80s TV. Yeah, we did not Plot devices that we did not understand when we were young. Absolutely. And I mean, I remember growing up and thinking that The A-Team was the greatest show ever seen. Watching it again as adult, it was 20,000 episodes with one plot. I know. Yeah, and they keep running through that same bolsterwood fence every single week. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was probably stock footage that they had. Okay. Take 800. Run through the fence. Okay. <laughs> I remember hating the 18 movie, but now watching it compared to the series, it's infinitely superior. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. So, oh, um, so hi, my name is Steve. I'd like to welcome you to the 18 podcast. Dark Knight News podcast, yes. <laughs> All right, now do we have... Back down memory lane podcast. This is, this is where editing is wonderful. Yes, we do. Uh, where did we leave it? Justice League. Oh, uh, the figures. Uh, Eric did a piece on, because we looked at the Jim Lee artwork, the figures for Justice League. It's still uh, performing a lot better overseas, which is like, really, really weird. Yeah, I mean, it's in its, its fifth week now. It's just opened up against uh, the last, uh, or the I should say the last Jedi has just opened up against Justice League, which I think... I think we can probably say that we we've seen the best performance from Justice League that we're going to be we're going to be getting. 
Now, where does uh, I mean this leaves us with a um, according to um, an article on the Dark Knight News website by Mr. Eric Lee, who was here in the last episode, actually talking to us about Justice League. So you can go back through the the archives of all one episode and check out that one. Um, uh, where we were actually talking about um, Justice League, and it's actually it's a pretty fun episode to to go back and have a listen to. Now, uh, it looks like Justice League has made 219.5 in North America, um, 414.5 internationally, and has made 634 million. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Wonder Woman made over 700, didn't it? It did, yeah. I brought this up in the last podcast. If we live in a world where something that makes $634 million is considered a failure, we've um, we've really crossed the line as far as how much money we're, we're spending on all of these movies. And Well, to counter that, Steve, in Australia, as opposed to Steve in England, um, <laughs> I think that um, they're talking about how much they invested in the movie versus the, you know, the take-home. Yeah, because the last so. figures were conservatively did estimate three hundred million to make, but six hundred plus is still uh, double the money back. So yeah, you know, it's it's not a complete bomb. It's it's doing okay, not as well as yeah. I don't believe those figures at all. When you're looking, when you're looking at what was it? It was at least three hundred million for Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but with Batman versus Superman, I can sort of see three hundred million on the screen. I could not with with Justice League. I really couldn't. I, I have to agree with you. Yeah. Because I, I've, in Batman v Superman, I was expecting Stephen Wolf to have more of a presence in Justice League. And I'm sorry, I, I, I'm a staunch DC boy, but the effects that they used with him, it was it was horrible. You know, and it could have made for a better movie. The thing yeah. that the thing that got me is I just went back and and rewatched Wonder Woman not long ago and it's it's a fantastic film but the I didn't realize it when I was watching Justice League but the similarities between Stephen Wolf and Ares as far as the look of the character goes those two guys are completely interchangeable mm. yeah you know there was a big laziness in in Stephen Wolf and really let, yeah. let's Absolutely. let's admit it I'm I'm happy to admit it um, who the hell went to a Justice League film wanting to see Steppenwolf. That's true. <laughs> well, being an old schooler, I was kind of excited when they heard the casting. Because so I thought, when you get an actor of that calibre, why didn't they just show his face? I know I keep going on about it. Why did they have to CGI him and make him look like a digital Muppet when he's got a really expressive face and he's a fantastic actor. I mean, that at least in Wonder Woman, uh, Ares, you saw his face, you got a visual, physical performance, not just a mocap. And Kieran Hines was robbed in Justice League because he's a hell of an actor. I just That just let me down. Again, going back to Batman v Superman and the way that they portrayed Steppenwolf, I would rather them go full on digital or go a little bit lighter on the CGI and feature more of, of the actor like Steve was saying. You know, either go one way or the other. That's a valid point. That's a very valid point. They should have gone either full Gollum or just put a suit on him. 
but they went somewhere in the middle and it just didn't work. Yeah, but you know what they should have they should have done with it if they wanted to actually separate themselves because everyone's always you know they're doing this whole DC versus Marvel. We've grown up with it with the comic books. I've always been on the DC side of it, but I've always loved reading Marvel comics as well. Why didn't they go full Kirby New Gods? Why didn't we just get yeah. that kind of that kind of look to it? Because then all of a sudden you've just got something that people haven't really seen before you know get the kirby dots going on get the you know the weird circuitry look that, that kirby that used to do with them you know so have the mother cool. box actually be be a be a mother box not a not a a, a tesseract from from the Let avengers me, you know yeah Full, absolutely that's the way dc i reckon has to go now they have to throw this rule book that they've made out the window and we need to go full comic book because otherwise they're just going to be cloning marvel uh, you know, with every single release which they do, because unfortunately for DC fans, Marvel came out earlier, yeah, and they just really did it so much better. They're now the, the textbook for comic books. Let me ask you guys a question, though. Speaking of of Marvel, um, the Inhumans, which just aired, and that was just a big heaping pile of of waste, but it was so incredibly average at best, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Um, so, <laughs> Ken sounded like he's being very polite there. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and to my death, one of the most polite responses I've ever heard. The Inhumans are also a Kirby creation, which were not done justice. I mean, that that whole show was the Karnak and Lockjaw show, wasn't it? I mean, everyone else was just like so blah. Yeah, but they they kind of touched on some of the nuances of Kirby in the yeah. in the show, not so much in Justice League. So, agreed. I think I think there's a way to do it. I mean, I like most of the costumes in Inhumans, but you know they just they just tore up that plot. It it hurt my feelings as a Jack Kirby fan. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was painful to look at Crystal sprayed on hair. <laughs> Yes. Oh, for, <laughs> oh, I wanted to cry. Really did. And why is she 12? <laughs> and I don't... Uh, you you shave Medusa's head. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, this is, they couldn't afford the budget, obviously. The CGI was that poor in the one episode she did have hair that they thought, no, no, let's leave it. But why not just admit <laughs> to us, we don't have the budget. We don't have the budget to do this every week. So we're just going to shave her head. Like, yes. so what use is that character now? None whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't fight because her fight scenes were laughable. Yeah. Well, she's very resourceful at kidnapping people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a skill I've wished I've had during my lifetime. Whoa. Yeah, that, <laughs> I did take away from Inhumans. I really want a, I want a, a nice big plush Lockjaw. Oh, like, Lockjaw. Hell yeah. Lockjaw stole that, the show. That was that was very very cool. So and again, a, a Kirby design, you know, um, that they actually did manage to translate pretty well. So yeah, it's time for DC to throw away the Marvel rulebook, bring it back together, and just go. What have we got? And just you know, let's go full comic book. We saw at the end Lex is bringing together an Injustice League, you know, you know, with with Deathstroke. Let's just go full on comic book villains. Let's pull in the Joker. Let's pull in Bizarro. Let's let's pull in that really weird looking Toy Man from. You know, yeah. Battle of the Super Friends cartoon. Let's go. Let's go, Solomon Grundy. Let's go full. We've got nothing to lose now. Let's see if this actually sticks to the wall. 
I like your style. I'm sorry. Do you think that Jack Kirby was modeled after that? He modeled himself after Lockjaw because they kind of favor each other. I'm just putting it oh, out there. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> In the nicest possible way, yes. Jack Kirby was kind of a pooch. Bless him. Yes. <laughs> you know what though? It's funny you say that. I've never thought of that until now, but you're right. You can't unsay that. Look, no, you can't, I can't unsay that now. I really cannot. But hang on. They can't afford to do producer's hair, but Lockjaw was arguably some of the best TV CGI I've ever witnessed. That's where all the budget went to. Exactly. So why, 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 why? I went in so excited to Inhumans oh, TV show, and then I thought, no, no, I can't believe I told people to watch this. Oh, you didn't, did you? Okay. I did. I did. Oh, my. Oh, oh no. And less than half of them wanted to kill me, but, so I did quite well. But, you know, I think it's important for us to support, yes. you know, comic book-related properties, because I re- I'm sure you all remember a time when, you yeah, know, yeah, our no. best was... Was Nicholas Hammond as <laughs> Spider Man? You know, every week. Yes. <laughs> hey, he fought ninjas. Fighting he fought ninjas one time. <laughs> I mean, and I, I loved it at the time. I yeah. thought it was great, but you know, when I look back on it now, it's like, oh, I watched this. Yeah. yeah. Luke wow. was the Hulk <laughs> throwing people yeah. over his head in slow motion. Yes, and Wonder Woman always running. You know, just so. Just, hey, you know, hey, she was. Don't knock Linda Carter. I could happily watch her running hey. up and down all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, admittedly, I could too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do we have any more news, or do are we going to now just press and push forward with talking about Linda Carter for the next, the next half an hour? Because I'm all for that. I did mention to Steve, Steve, about, uh, you know, uh, ben Affleck's on again, off again. Will he be Batman for another two years? Will he not? Does he want to direct? It's it's kind of confusing, but you know, I, I think about all of the uh, Tim Burton and post Tim Burton Batman movies. It's not uncommon for someone else to step into the role or step into the cowl of, of Batman. So, but it's also we've. We've got the internet nowadays. Now, you do have to admit that the, the thing with the, the internet is it can make any rumour into news. As soon as anyone even lets out a hint that there's something going on, especially with comic book movies. Comic book movies seem to be the this massive magnet for, for rumours and are they or aren't they or what's this or or who's that, that I'm, I'm really not surprised that we're once again doing the on-again, off-again Affleck. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like a yo-yo on an escalator in an elevator. Up and down, up and down, up and down. What the hell? Can they make their minds up? Is he going? Is he staying? What's happening? <laughs> but I don't want to go into any building that Steve's designed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to go for a different... different. Um... Yeah, go. now to get to the escalator, you'll need to go into the elevator. <laughs> yeah. And you will need a yo-yo to gain entry. Listen, don't you two get me started. I'll be like a fart in an elevator. Wrong on so many levels. <laughs> so the um, so the latest Affleck news slash rumours, is there anywhere that these have come from in particular or is it another kind of he said, she said kind of Well, kind of I don't scenario? know how true it is, even though I, I feel bad because I posted it on our um, staff page. <laughs> but uh, the, 
the story I initially saw it from was uh, CBR, Comic Book Resources, and they went to this uh, site called Daily Sabah. Never heard of it. It sounds like it's from Turkey. Yeah. Where, you know, Affleck is, is talking about his role as Batman, and he likes this lighter version. He wants to direct a Batman movie one day. You know, so it's kind of hard to say if he's really done with this, which I would not knock him for because, you know, as Elder Steve and I know, you know, once you get to a certain age, <laughs> things don't work like they used to when you get older. So, And in Affleck's defense, poor, poor man. I mean, he'll go to any press interview about any film he's ever made, and all they'll want to talk to him about is Batman. So I can yeah. sort of see where he's coming from as well. But he was touted to direct the movie, which is now being directed by Matt Reeves, and he backed out of that. So I think he may just be sick of the whole fandom side of it. But this is the guy who directed Argo, which is an incredible film. If he's behind the, yes. the camera, I'd probably be very interested indeed in seeing what he'd pull off. As opposed to someone else stepping under the call, call to be Batman? Kevin, do you want to hear Stephen swear? <laughs> yes. Don't you, <laughs> don't you pull this name out? Don't you Two pull words. this name out again? Two words. Don't Jay you do it? Don't you do it? <laughs> there would be so many broke back Batman jokes. Mate, Just- <laughs> could you imagine? That all the old Batman and Robin jokes from the 60s had come straight back. Yes. Uh, adopted son? Mmm. <laughs> hey, chum. Can you imagine the memes we are going to get yes. with Heath Ledger's Joker yeah. and Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. Batman? <laughs> oh, yes. And then you're going to see some broke back Batman going on, oh, aren't yes. you? It's like, just just for the memes alone, yeah. we can't do this. And if he did come in, he'd have to, he'd have to be Dick Grayson. He couldn't be Bruce Wayne unless the whole uh, Flashpoint thing throws another curveball and we could all shake our fists at the screen and say, damn it, T! <laughs> they de-aged him. They made him younger. <laughs> but uh, can you imagine the confusion if, if if a Flashpoint movie came out? Now, for, for, for us comic fans, we, we understand time travel and wibbly-wobbly and timey-wimey and, and multiple universes and, and convergences and, and all this kind of thing. It's, it's second nature for us. Yes. But can you imagine, you know, like like uh, my mum going in to see a... a, a, a <laughs> now, she would be walking out of that, shaking her head, going, what the hell did I just see? <laughs> and I'll be up at her place explaining that movie while trying to fix her internet at the same time. It's it's like it would be the most confusing thing of all time. I mean, I've read Flashpoint a bunch. My poor wife still doesn't understand the Terminator. We get into arguments regularly about... I mean, I'm talking the first one. Forget about the sequels, the first one. How can Kyle Reese be his dad? He hasn't been born yet. Don't, don't even, don't even. <laughs> Speak about your wife, Steve, but the, the yeah. best way that I can judge how well a movie does is if my wife doesn't ask a lot of questions about the movie. You know, if, if she can get through, I'd say, 60% of the movie without asking any questions, then that's a success. So, <laughs> well, it depends, because sometimes, like, sadly, with Justice League, she didn't ask a single question. She just walked out of the cinema and said, 
wow, that was a complete rip-off of Avengers, wasn't it? <laughs> so I'm 50-50 with that one. Out of the three of us, I'm the one who, who kind of inflicted it on myself. I decided the best thing to do would be to introduce my wife to the Marvel Cinematic Universe by taking her to see Age of Ultron, having seen no other Marvel movie whatsoever. I knew you were evil. I did not realise just how much until you said that. <laughs> that did not work out for me. I, I like looked off in the first five minutes, and I thought, oh, my God, this, there's no possible way she's going to be able to enjoy this film. I'm not enjoying this film, and I know everything. <laughs> and I'm barely making sense out of it. Oh, you know? Well, my wife, she forgets that we, we see movies, and so when we see the sequel, she's like, what is this? I, I was like, this is the sequel from the movie that we saw two years ago. Well, why didn't we watch it before we saw this? I'm, I'm sorry. I think your wife and mine were separated at birth, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But I've heard that, I've had that conversation 12 times this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to set up the new movie, oh, so we have yeah. to watch the old movie to yep. get caught up. And so, try, okay. try working around yeah. that with her in a full-time job, me working three jobs and writing for Dark Knight News and doing my website and everything else, and you <laughs> with your papers and you with your students and you with your own learning, and Stephen with his plastic and Stephen with his uh, Superman 4 and everything else. It's just, like, impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. The reason, I had, the reason I had kids is so I'd have someone to sit down and watch <laughs> Superman 4 with and have someone appreciate it. But eventually they'll turn on you and go to Marvel like my sons did, so... Yeah, we all love the Marvel <laughs> movies in this house, all of us. But my son will still admit to you that comics-wise, there is no competition these days. DC are so far ahead. The recent amount of Marvels, apart from three or four titles, um, what, what, why? But hey, Fantastic Four are back, so I'm happy. Yeah, well, that's not for certain. We still have to see if if uh, our president will agree to the deal. So Kevin, if you could if you could, if you could just have a word with your president about, about oh. making that happen. With the, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, they're not Mexican. Why can't he just allow it? <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the great mysteries of life, Donald J. Trump. He is Yeah. <laughs> a very the, complex that's individual. The most polite <laughs> description of that man I have ever heard. See, this this is the job of an editor. I have to be... <laughs> Diplomatic. I think I'm going to change your nickname, Kevin, from Kevin the Machine Gun to Kevin the Diplomat Gun. <laughs> if, you think, if you think you've got a hard job as editor, I have to edit this. Oh. <laughs> Touché. Yeah. No. Touché. Touché, Mr. Conroy. Touché. Yep. yep. And, uh... What you said isn't true, Steve, so shut up, bum face. It is true. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any more news? Uh, where were we? Ben Affleck. Uh, yes, so would any of us be terribly sad to see him go? I would, but if he comes back as Came back mm-hmm. as a director? Yeah, I would I would be mm. sad to see him leave without directing a film. Uh, he can step away from, from the costume, but I would be... Um, quite upset not to see his vision of Batman on film because I think we would get, I think we'd probably get a detective story, which is we one thing we need, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've never really, we've never really gotten it. 
And I think that Affleck, you know, being a Batman fan himself, and when you go back and watch the the, the films he makes, he actually makes fairly mature, very well-made grown-up movies. Mm. And it would yeah. be great to see that style reflected on a, on a Batman film. I agree. I agree. I think um, I think Affleck would make a better Batman director. He's he's a very good Batman as far as starring in the role, but I, I would like to see him direct a Batman movie. So, and then we would probably have a an actual person in the role who would be closer to how old is is Cavill, Henry Cavill, uh, mid thirties, yeah. It's like mid thirties. Same age as every comic character ever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> type casting. Uh, so, uh, white male, mid thirties. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> mid Jake Gyllenhaal is in his mid thirties. I st- I see what you guys are doing, and I'm not getting roped into it. It's not happening. But also, he's not tall enough. Yeah, he's five eleven. Ooh, you just reminded me something of something. Um, the new Titan series. The uh, mm-hmm. the guy who's playing Robin, he's like yeah, six perfect. foot two. Yeah, he's gonna be the tallest Nightwing slash Robin. You know, that's like my son is is six foot four, my youngest, and I'm five ten on a good day. So that's, that's like me playing Batman. <laughs> my uh, my son is mm-hmm. nine, so I can still push him down in the sand. Um, <laughs> Especially if he starts reading Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man, that. That. that that Tim Drake style costume that they got him in, and even just the way that it's been made, the accents on certain things, you know, the coloring of it, it is it is absolutely. It's just brilliant. And the Hawk and Dove outfits as well, I was blown away by how comic book they are. Now, this is this is kind of like what I was talking about with Justice League earlier. This is the direction which we need to we need to be going in. Like the Hawk and Dove style of stuff, it, it translates fantastic and it looks so much like the original concept. Really, really good. Yeah, just don't just don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And so, it could be DC's answer to your um the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, because again, apart from us diehards, who's heard of Hawk and Dove? But they're a fascinating idea. Yeah, uh, the fact that they're the embodiments of, of, of chaos and order—one's pure rage, one's peace—and they keep each other in check. Oh, I just think it's a genius idea. And if it's done properly, well, we know they're going to look great. So I'm well happy about that. Yeah, I just hope that at some point during it, we find out that that this is the second Dove. Yeah. You know, and they're, the, they're like a callback to the to the fact that you know the the brother used to be. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned that in my um, piece when I when I uh, did the story, Kevin. I don't know if you saw Stephen as well that I did the story on the on the costumes, and I gave a whole rundown on the whole That's Hawk it. and Dove and the fact that she is the second Dove. Um, so that'll give them a whole history. But again, we know that Brendan Thwaites mm-hmm. is going to be Dick Grayson, Robin, and eventually Nightwing. So they've got loads of ways they can go. There's so much history and richness to those characters. So yeah, they have to. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, because we're not getting we're not getting the Titans from the from the Justice League movie because this is this is Cyborg's first outing. So we're not getting yeah we're not getting a, a pure Titans 
in the DC movie universe. Hopefully we get it in the TV show. And we were talking about the, the costumes. Uh, Lauren Jean Shannon, um, she designed the, the costumes for the live-action Titan series. And her experience comes from movies like Elf, Requiem for a Dream, and she's also worked on Iron Man and the new Black Lightning series that's coming out. He next was month. so cool in Outsiders. Yes, I am too. Just a lot of exciting stuff coming up as far as you know, comic mm-hmm. books. I mean, we mentioned yeah. Doomsday Clock earlier. Doomsday Clock uh, number two is actually out in less than a week. So we've got a Doomsday Clock 2 coming out. We've got uh, Titans shows coming up in the future. We've got Black Lightning starting next month. We've got the, the DC TV universe, uh, the second half of the seasons, kicking in in like a, a month or two. Um, there's a yeah. lot out there right now for, for comic book fans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it is a and great we time. grew up in a vacuum. So now, yeah, we've got to be thankful for everything we get, really. As long as it's decent quality, I'm... It, we're living in a TV and movie golden age of comic book subject. It's brilliant. I don't feel like an odd man out anymore because, you know, I would, I'd have to wait until I saw my nerdy friends to talk about... Kevin, you, probably above more people on this earth, would agree with me. And Stephen, you've heard this one before, so I apologise, mate, um, that there is a misprint in the good book. It's not the meek, it is the geek that shall inherit the earth. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So, um, as we've mentioned before, if you do want to catch up with the news daily, almost every single day, uh, the news is updated, um, and anything Batman-related you'll be able to find out on www.darknightnews, so go and check it out. Hey everyone, this is Steve with just a quick heads up. Uh, this episode went for quite a long time. Myself, Steve, and Kev ended up having a little bit too much fun, so what we've decided to do is cut this episode up into two parts. You'll be able to find the second part will go online on uh, New Year's Day, so keep your eye out for that. Subscribe to the Dark Knight News podcast over on iTunes. You can find all of our previous episodes at www.darknightnews.com. Just look under the podcast, and we will see you on New Year's Day for part two of this episode. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat